All right, Bears fans, are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. I bought my buddy's Manscaped products for an early Secret Santa this year. Not only do they love the products, but it got by far the most laughs. A few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair, Crop Mop Ball Wipes, because you never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared, Foot Duster Foot Deodorant, the Shears 2.0, a luxury four-piece nail kit, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs, and let's not forget about the Lawn Mower 3.0 Trimmer, which offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming activity. Accidents. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code SHY. That's code SHY, C-H-I. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code SHY. Now back to Bears Nation Podcast. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place. All right, everybody, welcome back to Bears Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Lapka, here alongside. My great co-host, Chris Nano. We're breaking down Bears-Texans, but we're also talking about some other stuff, too. I know these recaps, or not these recaps, these previews, are probably going to get a little bit less interesting for some of the fans. So we're going to break down the idea of Dak Prescott to the Bears. Maybe add in a few fantasy football nuggets for those who are entering the playoffs this week. uh, And a few fun segments here. But Chris is here for it all. Chris, how are we doing today, my guy? Doing good, doing good. Looking forward to... uh You know, talking some more Bears football, like you said, you know, it's going to be a little bit different now towards the end of the season. Um, You know, after this losing streak, you know, there's not too much hope, but, um, you know, we're going to try to try to bring the positivity and and see how the Bears can right this ship. Um, Maybe not this year, but but, you know, in the years to come. So. Speaking of the years to come, let's start off with that. We will get into a Texans preview, and we will break down that game a little bit. But let's start with some of the big news today that's been flowing around Bears Twitter and kind of hovering around the Bears universe here. Uh, I believe it was Adam Schefter on Get Up, and then Stephen A. Smith on First Take, and then Adam Hogue wrote an article about it. All of those articles and you know uh, videos talking about Dak Prescott and the opportunity for him to come to the Bears. Now, this is something I've been talking about for a long time, um, for a few weeks now, as we look at what is going to happen with the future of this team. And this, to me, was not necessarily the most likely, but obviously, I would say the most attractive scenario. Now, you have to break these things down. I am not a guy who dives deep into the cap. I don't know a ton about how the salary cap works and what the Bears would necessarily have to do to acquire enough money to afford Dak Prescott. But I do know that you would likely have to trade a player 
And Adam Hogue suggested that Khalil Mack would be the player that you would trade, and you would actually trade him to Dallas. Um, I don't know if necessarily that is going to happen, but trading Khalil Mack would clearly save you the most money. I don't know how all-in I am on that, but I am 100% all-in on Dak Prescott finding a way, and the Bears finding a way to get Dak Prescott to come to Chicago. So, Chris, just your raw thoughts on that idea itself. Dak Prescott in a Bears uniform come 2021. What are you feeling about that? Yeah, so this is kind of I'm I'm kind of in the middle. Um, just just hear me out though. So, okay, I would absolutely love Dak Prescott in Chicago. I I absolutely think he would be you know he's the best option. Like sure. all the realistic possibilities, um, you know for for who can be under center for uh, in Chicago, um, you know regarding this offseason alone, I I don't think you can find a more um. You know, he's the perfect candidate. Dak Prescott's the perfect candidate. Um, Another guy is maybe Matt Stafford. But here's my thing. If the Bears are going to go and blow this whole thing up, it really wouldn't make sense to go get a guy like Dak Prescott. And that's the thing. That's why I think this question depends on which direction the Bears are going to go in, which I don't think we necessarily know that just yet. Um, But that's kind of the thing. So if they're not going to go with a full-on rebuild – Absolutely. I'm all for Dak Prescott. Um, If they're going to, you know, blow this thing up and start fresh, you know, I don't even think this conversation really matters. So that's kind of the thing. I think it just depends on which direction they're going to be looking to move towards um, after the season. And that was my whole point with that next uh, or that last episode with Abdallah is in the event that you do get a Dak Prescott, you are right in the mix in 2021. And and that's my and that was my whole point. And I know there are fans out there who are, you know, well, why, you know, why would we draft us Prescott when we could just get a rookie anyway, regardless of whether they're going to retool the rebuild? Why can't we just get a rookie that we can develop? He's young. He'll be here for a long time. He'll be a bear. He'll be a drafted guy. Listen. Do you guys really want to take a chance on that? I mean, really, I mean, for no matter who the GM is, no matter who the new head coach is, we, this, for some reason, drafting a good quarterback has evaded this organization and this franchise for its eternity. It, it simply has. Since its existence, they have not been able to draft a good quarterback. And you would have the opportunity to bring in a guy who, day one, who the moment he takes his first snap as a Chicago Bear, would be the best quarterback you had in, the, in your history. I mean, I truly believe that if Dak Prescott came here, he would immediately be the best quarterback you'd have have had in your whole entire franchise history. Yeah, I, I don't even think that's really up for discussion. I mean, that's, I would say, obvious. Um, I, I truly believe that. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. You know, it, it, it's tough because, you know, and I, I'm going to keep going back to it. Like, this is exactly what I was talking about, you know, after, um, like, after the third loss in this um in this bears six game losing streak like remember when i kept saying like just keep losing because i don't want to be in no man's land and it's like that's kind of the thing like you're at a point where you don't even know if they're gonna blow it up completely or not um you don't know who's getting fired who's staying like you know i feel like we you know we have a good idea we can make a a very you know logical prediction but it's like you're kind of just you're not sure what to do because if you sign Dak prescott or if you, you know, acquire him, sign him, whatever, if you get mm-hmm. Dak Prescott to Chicago, you are not thinking about blowing it up. You are not no. thinking about tanking. You are thinking about winning and winning only. So um, it's going to be real interesting. I think we'll get a better feel for what the bear, what direction they're going to move in. Um, maybe close, uh, you know, as we get closer to the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I think this question 100% just depends on what they're going to do. 
And here's the thing, too. I mean, Bears fans want this team to tank. I think I saw a poll this morning that I think now 78% of Bears fans or something want them to tank. But realistically, like, let, let's think about it here. Realistically, if they take again to the top 10 and they're not getting Justin Fields, they're not getting Trevor Lawrence, uh, they're maybe getting Zach Wilson. Like, you don't have to be in the top 10 to get one of those guys that you're necessarily looking for. So, like, and, and to me, in that regard, tanking doesn't really make sense. But what, and I'm going to make the case here for winning out, not just for the fact that, you know, the playoff scenario and whatever that, you know, I'm not going to go deep into that. But let's say you do win out. And all of a sudden, because, again, I've said this in the past, whether they win out or lose out, regardless of the situation, no matter what happens, unless they win the Super Bowl, Nagy and Pace will be gone. They have reached the point of no return. So you win out. You go 9-7. and seven. You kind of worked your way back into the playoff mix. And there is optimism about the team going into the offseason. Then you say, okay, what is the most glaring need? Not only is it the head coach, it's the quarterback. You bring in Dak Prescott. You coming out, you're coming off of optimism in 2020 where you said, hey, had a few things gone our way, we'd be a lot better of a team. Had we maybe had uh, you know, a real compatible quarterback and a compatible head coach to develop these players, we could have been a really good team. And now we've fixed the main piece there in Dak Prescott, and then we get a guy who can develop, develop our players, and all of a sudden, the rebuild talk is squandered. I mean, that that is why I'll make the case there for those, you know, 22 percent of fans who want the Bears to win out and want to see the Bears continue to win week in and week out. That is the reason as to why you should be rooting for the Bears to win. And I think it's a valid reason. I think it's arguably a more valid reason than wishing for them to tank. Yeah. So, I mean, here here's my thing. I'm kind of while you were talking about the whole argument for winning out, I have another argument for losing out, actually, because. Let's say Dak Prescott, like, like, let's say you tank right now, um, you lose out, you're planning to draft a quarterback, you're trying to get as high as possible, and then you end up uh, and you decide you want to go after Dak Prescott. So you get Dak Prescott, but that pick, you know, even if you have a quarterback, it's like, we're not only tanking for a quarterback, in my opinion, you're trying to get as high as possible. And, you know, you pick the best player available. Like, let's say that Dak Prescott and Khalil Mack trade does end up happening, Okay. Now you have Dak Prescott, and you just lost a guy like Khalil Mack, who's one of the best defensive players in the league. You can then use that pick to find his replacement or find another defensive player, you know, that can wreak havoc and um, can can be a, another piece of your defense. So, like, no matter how you spin it, in my opinion, at least, I don't think there's like really a negative to Bears losing out. I I I just don't see it, other than maybe morale and and you know just, nobody really wants to see their team lose no matter what but you know i do i don't see a a bad like i don't see a negative to the bears losing out i truly don't i mean that, that that's a fair point you do make a fair argument there when you talk about you know you can get the best player available um and, and I, I guess there's not a huge negative but I, i'm i'm mainly talking about when, when we talk about tanking i'm talking about those who think that tanking is a necessity for them to get the quarterback that they want you know you bring up the argument that a lot of people that really no one has brought up is you know what are what is this scenario if they tank and they don't take a quarterback you know what if they decide that an old lineman is really more imperative to their franchise going forward and they're gonna go and and pick up a quarterback and maybe even the second or third round you know a situation like that a jalen hurts type situation how Dak prescott the guy we're talking 
talking about right now was a fourth round draft pick. Um, and the reason of his success, especially early on in his years, was because the Cowboys had a great offensive line. Um, so, so there's two things that make sense. So that's a good point because people talk about tanking. They immediately think quarterback, 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 quarterback. But we've already spoken about in this podcast in the past. You know, what if they go after one of those guys like a Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and they say, you know what, let's just get the best player available, whether it is, you know, depending on who gets dealt in the offseason where they need to replace a defensive end or get an offensive lineman who's going to be here for a long, long time. That is a very good point. But it is it is interesting because I think there are so many Bears fans who. Like I mentioned last episode, are just are just all in at this point on drafting a quarterback, and they think that's 100% what's going to happen, and what is you know maybe best for the organization. But if you have the opportunity not to take a risk by acquiring Dak Prescott, you avoid all risk. You avoid the risk factor of you know no matter whether all the scouts in the world think the quarterback that you drafted is great. We already learned in 2017, every scout, a majority of scouts, despite what you want to think. A majority of scouts thought Mitchell Trubisky was the best quarterback in that draft. Look how that turned out. You can grab uh, a Zach Wilson who scouts are raving about. It's not a guarantee he'll be good in the NFL. Dak Prescott is guaranteed to be a good quarterback for you. We have the history. We have the evidence. He will be good for your franchise. You can eliminate all risk factor. And as a fan of the Chicago Bears, that to me is the most attractive, pleasing thing to my brain, is uh, eliminating all this scrutiny and all this you know, complex complexity into figuring out whether this player is actually good or not when you know for a fact that this player, Dak Prescott, is good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a good quarterback. I, I, you know, it's just crazy because there's just ho- this whole weird narrative around Dak Prescott, you know, where people say he's a choker, you know, he can't, get it done when it matters, this and that. And it's like, I just, I hate that so much. I, I think so much is, is put on a QB that it's just it's ridiculous sometimes. Like there's no, you know, he, and especially the fact that he's on the Cowboys, like, come on, like, that's just, I mean, yeah, the, there's, there's no way, um, uh, you know, he, he's going to get slandered no matter what, because he's on, he's, you know, a quarterback, <laughs> um, he's on the Cowboys, like, he just can't escape it, it's real, there's no win for him, but, you know, I've watched Dak Prescott, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, um, I, 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 I would go as far as to say, um, that he's underrated, um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I, I think Dak Prescott would be really good if the Bears are trying to, um, continue this, this core for maybe another year or two, um, Dak Prescott, you know, even a guy like Matt Stafford that I feel like we've talked about a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I, it, this to me just hundred percent depends on which direction they're going to move in. Um, but if they do decide to go with Dak Prescott, I would be super satisfied. And that direction begins on Sunday. I know it seems the way we're talking and the way we've talked the past weeks that the season is over. And I know there are a lot of Bears fans who probably would, uh, wish that it is Chris, one of those who tweeted, Teams that should not be naturally televised for the rest of the year, Jets, Bears, and then there were two other that I cannot remember. Uh, Cowboys, I think, was the, uh, uh, one of them. And then the fourth one, Chris, who was it? Uh, crap, I don't even remember. Jets. You had somebody. Yeah, Jets, Jets, Bears, Cowboys, <laughs> somebody else. Uh, oh, Jaguars, Jaguars. Jaguars. Oh, and, oh, and that, by the way, 
Uh, by the way, I didn't say nationally televised. I said televised. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, over 3,000 people like that tweet from Chris. And I was going to say, I bet a lot of them probably kind of misread that and thought nationally televised. But yeah. he means televised. So, um, unfortunately, sorry, Bears fans. The Bears will be televised this week against the Houston Texans. Let's break it down. This is a 4-8 and eight Houston Texans team. They're not very good. Uh, they've kind of been through the ringer this year just as far as what they did in the offseason, uh, dealing DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, just a, a lot of, you know, uh, scrutiny with Bill O'Brien and players speaking out about what was going on over there. Head coach now is Romeo Cornell. Bill O'Brien was fired a few weeks ago, uh, but just kind of a weird environment there in Houston. And that is one of the main reasons as to why they're four and eight. Got a little bit of talent. JJ Watts there on the defensive side of the ball. And we all, we all, we know the main storyline is going to be Sean Watson and He's going to count to 12 when he scores his first touchdown against the Bears. But, Chris, um, you know, regardless of whether you want the team to win or lose on Sunday, how are you viewing this Bears-Texans game? Yeah, so, you know, I think the the obvious storyline, like you said, I mean, Watson versus Trubisky, that's kind of what everyone's going to be looking at. Um, and, you know, look, I I tweeted this out, and I'm going to stand by it. I, I would be upset if the Bears won another game this year. I'm fully, like, on that, you know, I just want the highest pick possible because I just don't believe, you know, this – I don't even – I'm not even going to go as far as to say core, but just this team for this season, I, I'm just – I'm fully out on them. Um, so – but here, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – you know, we're not going to cover this <laughs> game as if we want the Bears to lose. So um, what the Bears have to do to win? Um, I think they're going to have to run the ball. They're definitely going to have to run the ball. The Texans' defense is pretty damn bad. Um, you know, they give up a lot of passing yards. They give up a lot of rushing yards. Um, so, yeah, I think the Bears have to take advantage on the ground. Um, and, you know, hopefully I, – I just want Mitch to go out there and ball out uh, for his sake. Um, you know, just go out there and at least have a decent game just so – Yeah, I mean – I, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, he, so, yes, I mean, I want Mitch to ball out because, this, I mean, this, you know, did you hear Mitch's press conference and the way he spoke about, you know, this yeah. upcoming game and, and the storylines? Yeah. I mean, that was professional. I mean, yeah, I mean, that fair. was the, the best possible way you could have responded to that question. Yeah. Talking about, you know, giving credit to Watson and Mahomes where credit is due, saying they've done a great job with their opportunity. And he still has a story left to write here with the Bears. So, um, you know, I, I think regardless i mean it would be kind of cool as a bears fan to see him really outperform watson and get the win right i mean we all know that watson's the better player that's no secret to anybody but to see if mitch came out here with a little bit of fire you know came out here really you know you could visibly see that he was putting it all on the line to try and make a statement they go out there he throws for 304 tds and they win i mean you got to give credit to mitch there and i think that would be a cool thing to see right yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean look i I uh, like I said, I, I'm never going to be watching the Bears rooting for them to lose. I'm just not going to be super excited if they do win. That's kind of like how I, I just like it, it's so tough because I'm thinking about this. Like I'm, I'm not going to be watching this game, you know, rooting for Texans touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anyone mm -hmm. to think that it's just, you know, with the way things are like, I just want to get the highest possible pick. But with that being said, I like. Whether the Bears win or lose, I just want to see Mitch Trubisky play well. That's kind of the bottom line for me in this game. Um, you know, I, and, and to me, I'm a guy who really likes Deshaun Watson. I think, you know, 
I think Bears fans have this bad habit of, you know, just because we we didn't pick Mahomes and Watson and we picked Trubisky instead, it's like people kind of have this, you know, almost, um, mm-hmm. you know, hate for for Watson and Mahomes, and it's yep. like it's not it's not their fault, you know, like they they're not, you know, they don't talk about the Bears, they don't bad talk, you know, you know, bad mouth well, the Bears. Well, yes, Watson yes, did this I off know, season. I I know, I know, yes, that Watson thing, but. Um, you know, I that at this point it doesn't really matter. I look, Watson is a great quarterback. Mahomes is a great quarterback, um, and they're both better than Mitch Trubisky. But you know, like you said, it would just be so cool to see him just play well and, and just get people off his back, even if it's for one week. You know, so yeah, we could all use that. I mean, we we, we could all use a little bit of that because then. You know, you can bring up all the graphics you want on the broadcast, and boy, will there be graphics, Chris. I mean, oh. I, we should make an over-under. How many 2017 draft graphics? Well, is this? I don't even know if this game's on CBS or Fox. I can't. I think it might be on CBS. It, how it's many? CBS. Over, yeah. How many over-under draft? How, how many draft uh, graphics? What are you going? Three, four, five, six, seven? Oh, I'll probably no. go. I'll go four. Four draft four. graphics. We'll see. Or, or not four. necessarily graphics, but mentions. Mentions of the draft. Four or five. Oh, mentions. Mentions might be higher. <laughs> Dude, I'm going. I'm going over ten. Easy. Wow. Easy. Dude, wow. I, I think they're. I think they're gonna bring it up on every single drive. Like that's how Fair. bad I think it's gonna be. Like here's the thing. When the Bears played the Chiefs, you know, I I remember them talking about it a lot. But the thing is, like, I feel like there was always a little bit more slander for the Bears skipping over Watson than there was for them skipping over Mahomes. Um, So I think, you know, that's going to play, you know, it's going to play its part in this in this game as well. So, yeah, I'm going 10 plus for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be terrible. I mean, you're going to see plenty of tweets about it and it's going to get it's going to get annoying and and like you aren't already annoyed of it. I mean, it is just so frustrating. Like we get it. And I like, no, at at this point, you know, I used to feel like, oh, well, you know, you know, the media, they got to do it. And, you know, it's relevant. Not not anymore. Like, it's not like at this point, it's redundant and it's stupid. We all know what happened. There's no point of, you know, telling the world what happened in 2017. Everybody's watching the NFL knows what happened. You don't need to throw up some more damn graphics just to rub it in. All right. You yeah, get the message, it, CBS. OK, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's stupid, man. It really is like it I, really is. I, I, I do get that whole thing about like how it, it is relevant. And, you know, uh, th- these networks need like, you know, they're going to need the exposure and, and, and whatnot. So, I mean, they're going to continue to do this. And I'm not going to lie to you, Kevin, like. Maybe maybe it's it's annoying the Bears fans, but like I always see people laughing about it all the time. So like I know a lot of people find amusement in it, like you know, and yeah. and and it whether you agree with it or not, like t- you know these networks aren't gonna stop talking about it if if people are eating it up all the time. So it is what it is, man. Just can't let it get to you because you know we're that whole thing is in the past. We got to try to find a way to 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 right the ship now, you know. Yeah, and and it's you know this is crazy, Chris, but. I know I'm going to get slandered for bringing this up, but I I have an obligation to do it. I have an obligation to bring up where the Bears would stand in the playoff race if they did win. I it's it's not my choice. We have an obligation to do it. I know people, some of my friends, some of the people who work with me saying if you bring up the playoffs one more damn time, you don't have, you know, you should not be able to speak on a podcast ever again. And listen, listen. This is a weird year in the NFC. It is a weird year in the NFC, and let me just explain to you. The Vikings, who are currently the seventh seed, who the Bears do 
have yet to play one more time, play the Buccaneers. That's not an easy game. If the Vikings lose that game, they fall to 6-7. and seven. The Arizona Cardinals all of a sudden play a, a somewhat more challenging opponent in the New York Giants. If they lose that game, they fall to 6-7. and seven. And then the Bears, whether you like it or not, I think it's fair to say they should win this game. Again, I, I, I like they should win this game, okay? Yep. You may not want them to, but they should. And if they do win, they would be sitting at 6-7, and seven, tied with the Minnesota Vikings, tied with the Arizona Cardinals, right there for the seventh seed. And I'm not saying that it should be this way. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I'm just telling you guys the facts here. I'm just telling you guys the facts. If the Bears win and the Cardinals and Vikings both lose, which is very possible this week, they could be sitting there just tied for seventh. I mean, that is, that's, it's record-wise. Obviously, they would lose the tiebreaker to the Vikings currently because they haven't played them a second time. But it's crazy how that works. It's crazy that that's the way it is right here in the NFL with that seventh seed and with the NFC being as bad as it is this year, that the Bears still have a chance to be in the playoffs if they win this week. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. You know, you know what really sucks? Um, these past few weeks, you know, when when before, you know, I feel like we're officially pretty much at rock bottom right now. But the last few weeks, you know, I feel like there was still a little bit of hope, you know, regarding the playoffs. And it's so funny, Kevin, because literally these last two losses, if you go back and look at all the games that, you know, the, all the other NFL games that were relevant to the Bears, literally Pretty pretty much everything that needed to happen in the Bears fit yep. like for, for, for the Bears ended up happening and the Bears couldn't take care of their own business mm-hmm. and it's like man like think about how many times in the past like the Bears would would you know we, we would need uh, other teams to help us out and they never could do it and now it feels like everything is going our way except our own play you know and, and it just it's so like football's funny man football is very funny I tweeted that out this week like. There's just so many variables that it's just it's mind boggling sometimes, you know. Two weeks ago, I was talking about how the Bears, you know, they control their own destiny. I mean, two weeks ago, prior to the Packers game, everything was ahead of them. If they took care of business, they would have found themselves in the playoffs and they haven't taken care of business the past two weeks. Um, Can they take care of business these next three games, four games? Maybe they can. Uh, Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. But. It's again, I, I, I'm just putting out the facts there, guy. I am just putting out the facts. And to like, to be honest, I mean, you know, people can, can talk about the draft pick all they want, but like, ultimately you want to see your team in the playoffs. And yeah. although it's a, you know, extremely low possibility, like are people going to be ups- like, I know people are going to be upset, but at the same time, like your team would be in the playoffs. Like, are you really yeah. going to be, you know, not excited about that? Like, well, as much as you may have wanted the top 10 draft pick, how could you not be excited about your team having the opportunity to play in the playoffs, regardless of the situation? Yeah, like, here's the thing. Uh, you know, even kind of just playing devil's advocate to my to what I said earlier, like, yeah, I would be mad if the Bears, you know, n- mad wouldn't be the word, but I would just be, I would kind of be like, oh, God, here we go again. If the Bears do somehow end up making the playoffs. But, like, <laughs> it, once that game, once that first playoff game kicks off for the Bears, I promise you there is no fan that's going to be rooting for them to lose. I, I, I promise you that. Right. So anybody saying they're upset, maybe you'll be upset, but shut your ass up, sit on that couch, and you're going to be rooting for the Bears just like everyone else. So And here's – yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, because here's the reality of the situation. I mean, Bears fans are talking about losing out, yes. 
they could easily win the next two. I mean, they could easily win the next two. Let's say they do get – and here's a situation I posed to you because this is very likely. They beat the Texans. They beat the Jaguars. They should beat both of those teams. All of a sudden, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. At that point in Week 15, they'd be currently slotted at the seventh seed. Uh, there's a chance that that would happen. And now you play the Vikings and the Packers. At that point, you know you're not going to get a top-10 pick. If they win the next two and they're 7-7 seven and seven in Week 15, you can throw away them getting a top-10 pick. 7-9, and nine, which, would the worst, which would be the worst possible record they could have at that point is not getting you anything good there in the draft order. So if they get to seven and seven, which is very likely, then what are you thinking? For all these Bears fans who want to tank, then are you going to root for them to win the next two and to make the playoffs? Or are you still going to have this lose out mentality? Because at that point, at a point that's very likely, that makes no sense at all. Logically. Yeah. 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 I mean, here's the thing. Like with that, I feel like people would still kind of want them to lose out just because but they why? feel like it doesn't make sense you know it doesn't well, make sense the, the, yeah. the difference between seven and nine and nine and seven there isn't getting you zach wilson like it's yeah, not no, getting you true. anybody that you wanted well i i guess i guess what i'm thinking is that people will feel like you, you give yourself the best chance possible like and and that's kind of the I thing guess. but but I, i'm with you though I, i'm with you in the in the in that aspect that like you know at that I, trust me if the bears win the next two games like I was telling you, that that would be the situation I was trying to avoid. So, like, at that point, I right. it wouldn't matter to me. Like, they're already out of contention for anybody that's worth a damn, in my opinion. Um, so, for me, I, it wouldn't even, you know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't mean much. So, I would definitely root for them to win at that point. And it's like, the last two games would come down to division rivals. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And 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 not not even noting the fact that it looks like the Saints are going to lock up the number one seed. So if you did get to Week 17, the Packers would probably be resting their starters. Maybe like I'm just throwing these things out there because it is like you know everything is ahead of us right now. But there it is a most it's most likely they'll win the next two and be there at seven and seven. Like it's regardless of how they played the last two games. They should beat the Houston Texans. They should not. They should not let what happened to the Detroit Lions happen to the Houston to happen to them against the Houston Texans. Now, if there's other things you want to look at for this team on Sunday, um, and, and you just want to watch the game to notice something, not to necessarily root for them to win or lose, watch how physical they are. Watch how they play for their coach. This is the lowest point in Matt Nagy's career, and it was low before the Packers game, and it got lower after the Lions game. Now, does it get lower? For these players and how they play for Matt Nagy, or do they show up and play for their head coach? Now, I, I think that I think are they do they play for each other? I mean, maybe it's not about playing for the head coach anymore. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's thrown out the window. Maybe it's just look. We know there's going to be a coaching change. What do we do now? Maybe we, he's lost the locker room. We stick together as a team. We come together as a team. We understand that we are not playing at the level we are capable of as a team. It's on us to fix that because we know the coach isn't going to do it. You know, that is what I'm looking for, because that will say a lot about these young core players and these guys who are here through 2022 that we talk about is what resilience do they have in a moment like this? You know, how does that yeah. fare for the next few years of them as players of the Bears franchise? So that, I think, is a huge, huge thing to look out for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if if things continue to, to trend down, um, you know, I, I think eventually the cap is just going to pop open and, and, you know, you'll start, we, we won't be asking if Matt Nagy lost a locker room. We'll be talking about how he did lose a locker room. So I, you know what I mean? Just to kind of, you know, but then like Kevin, this is exactly like, you know what this comes back to, like 
there are some people that want it to get embarrassing just to guarantee that, you know, right. everyone leaves. So, you know, it's just it, it's such a blurred line at this point. You know, I, I'm kind of just rolling with it, just kind of seeing what happens, because I think this these last four games are going to tell you they're going to answer every question you have about what direction this team is going to go in. Um, you know who the next it'll tell you it, it'll probably give you a better idea of who the quarterback is going to be. It'll give you a better idea of, you know, which coach is going to be uh, coming to town. You know, it, it's just there's so many variables that, in my opinion, um, rely on these last four games. So, uh, you know, e- even like you said, even if you don't care about wins or losses, um, y- there's a lot of a lot of things to pay attention to. So I would still turn on the television. Bears fans, although Chris tells you that the Bears should not be televised, there are things to look out for. There are things to watch for. And if you're a fantasy fan, there are a lot of things to watch for. Chris, I don't know if you're any if you've had a bad year, a good year, you're in the fantasy playoffs, but this week for a majority of leagues starts the fantasy playoffs. Um now I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of fantasy football nuggets for the players in this game because I know a lot of my friends, a lot of people in my league and in other leagues have players on the Bears. Some of them have players on the Texans. Uh, pretty much only Deshaun Watson, and David Johnson, since Will Fuller uh, has been out with uh, the PED suspension. That's actually a big big key that again we didn't bring up. Will Fuller will not be playing in this game. He's the Texans' biggest threat um, as a playmaker. He will not be there going up against Kyle Fuller this time. So they're really limited to Kiki Kuti and Brandon Cooks really as their top two. Um, that It's going to be interesting to see how that fares. But I think my biggest key is you mentioned it earlier. Houston allows 150 rushing yards per game, 31st in the NFL. Dave Montgomery is coming off of a breakoff game, uh, kind of a break, kind of a breakout game. Kind of, we'll, we'll put the word kind of in kind there. Of. And then in, yeah. uh, against the Packers, um, you know, had that 57-yard run would have had a lot more uh, rushing yards had they got not gone down early and had to abandon the run. So I'm thinking that this is a really good opportunity here for Dave Montgomery to continue this success and continue to run well when Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback. And we have, I mean, for people who are doubting Dave Montgomery, I know he probably let you guys down in weeks three to ten when Nick Foles was the quarterback when he had the concussion and you're thinking, well, how can I trust him in the fantasy playoffs? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he's a lot different player when Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback. And we have every single piece of evidence we need for that. You have recency bias in the last two games where he's played very, very well. He's riding a little bit of a hot streak. Dave Montgomery is a must-start RB1 in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Um, you know, the, his schedule is very favorable coming up. Um, yes. we got the Jaguars next week. So, um, you know, I yeah, I think Montgomery's a great play, but I do want to say one thing. You you talked about Will Fuller, um, so just a little funny story. I, I feel like it's worth mentioning since we're playing the Texans. I had the the uh, QB wide receiver pairing of Watson and Fuller this year, um, and yeah, they absolutely carried the crap out of my team. Um, they carried me so hard, Kevin. Listen to this. I'm out of the playoffs, so it, it doesn't really matter. I, I'm not. I'm out. But I told myself I was not going to drop Will Fuller at all. No, he's not going to play another game this year. But I'm keeping him on my <laughs> roster just for just as a thank you for for being so consistent for me this oh, year. Okay. Shout out to Will Fuller, man. He absolutely balled out this year. Um, you know, whether whether you want to talk about in real life or fantasy, <laughs> like everything, he was just great. He was great this year. So, Will, shout out to Will Fuller. Um, and, you know, even a shout out to Deshaun Watson. Thank you for being consistent for me in fantasy this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, oh man, uh, you know, I don't. Maybe his success is due to the, you know, the pillies that he was popping. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, oh, nonetheless, nonetheless, good job, Wilfo. You did well, but uh, you're not gonna have a chance to to continue that success against the Bears because you've been suspended. Um, but it's fine. Uh, it's, somebody it's else, fine, Will Fuller. It's fine, Will Fuller. Don't listen to Kevin, man. You're still rostered on my team. Chris is the only guy in fantasy football who's got Will Fuller rostered. He's the only guy. I'm damn near thinking about putting him in my lineup just for the hell of it. (laughs) Just throw him in there. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) DM him that. He'll he'll appreciate it. You shoot a little DM on Twitter. He'll appreciate that. Um, But, hey, uh, I know a lot of people out there have the Bears defense. You know, there are a lot of people who have the Bears defense. Now, I don't know – you know, I don't know if playing the Bears defense would be the smartest move, of being honest. Um, yeah. It's 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 kind of a toss-up. But, you know, they're going up against a team with a terrible rushing attack, a team with limited weapons on the outside, but a team with Deshaun Watson. So, are, like, if you had the Bears defense, and let's say there was no one out there that you could really, you know, a lot of people stream defenses. That's what I do. I think it's the best thing to do. As uh, And maybe people are streaming defenses looking for the Bears. Would you, Chris, would you take that chance on the Bears defense if they look like one of the most attractive options this week? It's tough. It, here's the thing. The Texans, um, I don't know the specific numbers, um, but I know, like, j- just the fact that I, I've had um, Watson and Fuller in fantasy this year, I've watched more Texans fans than, or more Texans games than the average fan, I would say, would watch, average NFL fan would watch. So one thing about the Texans is that even when even when their offense is struggling, like, you know, they're not picking up, they're getting stuffed on every run and, and you know, players are dropping balls or whatever it may be. Um, they have they have all the capability in the world in getting those chunk plays, those explo- explosive plays like, you know, they could be doing absolutely nothing for three straight drives. And then all you see, it's like <laughs> a 70, 71 yard uh, catch from like. Kiki Kuti or like I know he, he's not on the team anymore but Kenny Stills or something like that and 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 you know what I mean like that that they have the ability to change the game with one play and that's why I feel like it's very risky but with that being said you know they're they're down Will Fuller uh I actually picked up Kiki Kuti Kiki Kuti in fantasy um and he's also questionable right now um so you know they're not gonna have much to work with um, so, I mean, if you have the Bears and you, f- I mean, depending on what other options there are, I don't think they're a terrible play, but if you can stay away, I would probably stay away. I would agree. Uh, Houston actually ranks third in the NFL in yards per play, which speaks to what you were talking about, about those explosive um, plays there, 6.3 yards per play, third in the NFL. But I think the thing about the Bears defense to note is They are not getting the turnovers that are necessary when you're looking for a defense that's going to put up points. Like, they may allow you – like, they may only allow 20 points – um, but if they don't get if they don't get sacks and they're not getting turnovers, then allowing 20 points isn't going to get get you anything in fantasy. So I think that's the reason why they're so risky. Like I'm taking chances on the Dolphins or something because they might allow more points, 
but they're getting a heck of a lot of turnovers. Like that, that's what I'm yeah. looking at right now when I'm streaming defenses. Um, so I don't think the Texans are going to put up all that many points, but like, even if, if they do put up like 26 points, uh, or 24 points or something, which is what they're averaging and the bears don't get a turnover. Like you're looking at what, like a two point day for the defense, like a three point fantasy yeah. day for the defense. Um, yeah. so if, if you are trying to just find a defense, that's not going to give you negative points, in that sense, I would get, I would take the Bears. I yeah. know that seems crazy because they've given up negative points the past few weeks, but I don't think that happens this week. But if you're looking for a defense where you know you really need somebody to put up 10 plus points, the Bears are not your team to do that uh, in fantasy. So that's all I got. Do you have any other fantasy nuggets? Um, I think that should be it for me. Um, but I was just gonna uh, just add a little bit more to that. Um, the Bears are are. <sighs> The whole thing with the turnovers and sacks really sucks because, like, they could genuinely give up, like, 17 points and, fin- you know, you know, d- during the game, 17 actual in-game points. And then, you know, fantasy-wise, that comes out to, like, three, four. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. you know. So, they, like you said, this week I feel like they're going to be a defense that's not going to kill you. But I don't know how much they'll do for you if you're looking for, you know, that high-ceiling play. Right. Right, 100%. Uh, let's go into our final segment here. It's one we wanted to do with Abdallah. We couldn't get to it. We ran out of time. We were rambling about Matt Jones and the Bears' future and all that fun stuff. Um, but this is a new segment for us, and I, it, I think it's kind of fun. So what it is is Chris and I are going to name songs that we think Matt Nagy is listening to. And in the future, we're going to do different songs that we think Ryan Pace is listening to, songs that we think Mitch Trubisky is listening to. So let me give you an example of the song that I chose. This is what I believe is the song that Matt Nagy has been listening to all week. Take a listen. Bad things. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish and wish and they wish and on me. Bad things. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish and wish and they wish and on me. Yeah. So that is Drake's God's plan, and obviously I chose that bad things. Yes, people are wishing for him to get fired. People are wishing for him to get the hell out of Chicago. So he's listening to God's plan by Drake, saying there's a lot of bad things that they wishing on me. Chris, what do you got, my man? Yeah, so listen, I don't know. This is a pretty popular song by Lil Baby called No Sucker. And, um, <laughs> you know... One part in the hook is basically him literally saying, this is very simple. It's him saying, I ain't going out like no sucker. So in my <laughs> head, you know, knowing Matt Nagy and, and you know, the, just everything we've seen from him these past couple years, I think, you know, he's going to try to keep preaching that, you know, we can't go out like some suckers. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't go out like some losers. Um, and, you know, I think he's going to continue to try to motivate these guys and, and you know, even though I don't think, even though I think it's a lost cause, I, you know, I know just knowing him, he's going to continue to to try to, you know, at least end on a high and, and not try to let things keep spiraling, you know. So, yeah, that's why I chose that. Yeah, and that's exactly what he says in the press conferences. Oh, you know, we're going to keep the energy high. We're <laughs> exactly. not going to, you know, pride, personal pride, you know, all that. I, I think that's a perfect one. And I got one more. Uh, this is a kind of a pop song from a few years ago. Take a listen. I 
Love Me Again by John Newman. And quite frankly, he's he's wondering, man, Nagy's wondering, you know, Chicago, will you love me again? I, I think the answer is no. no, Matt. Sorry, buddy. Uh, we will not love you again unless you win the Super Bowl. Even if you win the Super Bowl, I, I don't even know if we're going to love you again. But uh, that's that's what that's what Matt Nagy's got on his iPhone. That's what the Spotify list, he, uh, Spotify playlist he's created for this week. So that's a fun little segment we're going to kind of get after each week now. Uh, maybe post it to YouTube or something. Definitely look out for it on our socials if you don't follow us. Bears Nation Pod on Twitter and Bears Nation Podcast on Instagram. Hit us with a follow and a like or something out there. But that's going to do it for us. Actually, real quick, Chris, predictions. Yo. Do we want to do them? I think we just screw the predictions. Yeah, yeah, screw them. I, Who cares? I, yeah, it doesn't – if they if they end up winning these next two games, maybe we can get back on it. But I'm not – I don't, just don't think people care. Um, you know, I think people are just going to watch for the storylines we talked about and, and just that's pretty much it. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Hopefully, maybe we'll get back to them. I don't know. But right now, it doesn't matter. You can take Bears 70 to zero. You can take Texans 70 to zero. Doesn't matter. Whatever way it is. No graphic this week. No predictions. Let's just watch the Bears play. Let's just watch them do something and look out for look out for what you want to look out for. And it'll say it'll, it'll say a lot regardless of the situation here. This game will obviously tell a lot about certain pieces about the head coach. So still things to look out for, despite Chris telling you that the Bears should not be nationally tell or not televised at all. Um, and there are thousands and thousands of people who agree with him on Twitter. Maybe you who are listening to this right now agree with that as well. But that's going to do it for us here at Bears Nation Podcast for myself, for Chris Nano. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bear it out.